Hello, everyone. This week on the 365 Message Center show, we're going to talk about the ability to customize the Microsoft365.com landing page left-hand side navigation. Live events and teams going away, but we get town halls to replace it. And personal plans are coming to Planner with quite a few caveats. We're going to talk about that. Those things and more on this week's episode. Roll it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, uh, this is episode 304, I think it is. Is that right, Terrell? Yes, it is. 304. And so happy to be here, uh, Daryl. Um, how are you, sir? Uh, it is a, a fine Monday morning. Um, I'm happy to be here too, Daniel. As always, chat with you and then eventually getting around to make an episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, this, I'm, I'm totally excited about this week. I get to um, have the wonderful opportunity to be at the Microsoft Power Platform Conference um, so if you see me there, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. I'm going to have stickers with me to give out. They're going to look something like that sticker. Uh, I have several forms of that sticker for the show. So would love to give you one of those. Uh, so make sure for those thousands of people that are going to be there, make sure you stop me and say, hi, I would love that. I I'd heard much appreciate it. thousands. They've, they've actually thousands. got quite a few people going. Quite a few. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm very excited to connect with everyone that's listening and watching this episode on the socials. Where are we, Daryl, on the socials and how do people get connected with us? Well, we've been consistent, Daniel, and consistency is what we're all about. That's why we've been doing this for I don't know how many years, but our handle is 365MCS on all the socials. All of the socials that matter, as Daniel would say. We need that as a t-shirt too, by the way. Yes. All the socials that matter. Mm. That matter. Wherever oh, you so get your socials. <laughs> so uh, would definitely leave us comments below. Ping us on the socials at 365MCS. Tell us you know, what you think about all the messages that we talk about. And, and if any of the messages that uh, came in your tenant this week that we don't talk about didn't make the cut, then we'd love to hear your thoughts on those as well. And then we can uh, we can have those conversations. So speaking of messages, we've got quite a few. So I think we need to just jump right in, if that's okay, uh, with the first one being uh, all about Loop. And I couldn't think of uh, anyone in the whole wide world more qualified to talk about a Loop <laughs> message than Daryl as a service Webster. You're Loop Master J. Yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, loop workspaces will start counting towards tenant storage quotas. Dun, dun, dun. MC678308. Yeah, I know. I had to throw that in there because it did, did get that kind of reaction, Daniel. Um, it's like here's the service that we know is possibly going to change and maybe cost something. And, and news is gradually coming out now about what that means now this one i'm not too concerned about it uh look if i i know there's a bit of detail in here in the message 
but but I'm not too concerned about it because there's actually not a lot in a workspace. Uh, you've you've experimented a bit with it, Daniel. Like, what do you think might be in the background if you created twenty pages? I, not much. I, I'm thinking connections to other things that are syncing, right? But right, it's mostly mm. text. Maybe some images. You know, if you put some images yep. on there, but. Yep. That's that's kind of what that's I'm right. Thinking. Yeah, I mean we've got what were fluid files, uh, dot loop files, mm. so those would be per page. Uh, anyway, maybe maybe like so. W w what we have today um, is there was a limitation of up to five gigs for a workspace, and that's mm. going to be increased to one terabyte maximum size. So we know we can see the alignment with the SharePoint site collection. That's now in syntax repository services but good luck filling that i think unless they've got some big plans about i don't know bringing video in there somehow which is usually the big thing that will fill up the space um i don't think we need to worry too much about it just it is something to be mindful of now that as as uh you're creating workspaces and working with them that it will start to uh, trickle in to that storage now there is going to be more news coming also around uh, more clarity around what will cost and what won't cost and who has to pay and doesn't have to pay and what will that mean. Um, you might be getting messages in your workspaces today that, that are, are saying something similar to that. I might just flash up a, uh, an image in the edit afterwards to show you what that looks like. Uh, and if you click in and dig in under the covers, you might even find a article that gives you more details. But we will hear more at Ignite. Anyway, if this is a massive concern to you, there's a few <laughs> actions you can take. Of course, you can turn loop workspaces off in your um, office policies, do your cloud policies. Do yeah, I wouldn't do that. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. But you can also turn off the storage uh, using a couple of SharePoint commands mm -hmm. here, or at least, um, all right, rather, you can see the storage consumption if you want to go in and, and have a look at a specific yeah. container. Um, I thought, sorry, I, I assume, I automatically assume, Daniel, that when I see a PowerShell command and a message like this, it's usually, how do I turn it off? Turn it off, <laughs> yes. Because that's, that's most often, that's exactly what it is. If you yep. want to turn it off, here's the command. We've actually got one of those later on, don't we? Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this uh, it's it's all about um, happening between late October uh, through to late November. That's when the changes start to occur, and that all aligns with... Ignite and Microsoft Ignite and News. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's move on to our next one, which was one of the headlines about left navigation. Tell us about that, Daniel. Absolutely. And maybe you want to pin loop. I don't know. Introducing left navigation customization on Microsoft365.com, MC678068. Microsoft365.com, which is something we've talked about plenty of times on the show remember is the replacement for office.com um that i mean that's that's what this is so if you go to and type in office.com that's what this is talking about uh so what this is going to do is microsoft is going to allow users to pin uh, apps in the uh, left-hand navigation so right now in that left-hand navigation you're seeing 
the uh, applications that are you're seeing, I guess it's like um, home and feed and my content and all the apps. And then you probably see your office documents, right? You, uh, applications. And you could see, you know, PowerPoint, Excel, blah, blah, blah. Well, Microsoft's going to allow you as a user to pin what you want there. And you're going to be able to pin, you know, um, Daryl's showing on the, on the screen for, uh, that's a screenshot in the message. It says Yammer, which I didn't think that existed anymore. But um, <laughs> so you're going to be able to pin, you know, OneDrive or Visio or uh, Outlook or Teams or whatever there. Um, but so here's the kicker, though, Daryl. Um, mm. What they're going to do, and it says there in the message, they're going to remove everything. Everything. They're going to remove all of the stuff that's there now. So if you've trained your users on how to use it and go there to click here, blah, 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 that they're going to remove it. And then they're going to prompt the user to say, okay, what do you want to put there? So, <laughs> um, okay. What's, what's uh, this going to mean for new users? I mean, I, you and I have used it for a while, so we, we've got used yeah. to what applications we might want, but someone joins the yeah. org afresh. I don't know. I've heard Teams is important. Right. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm assuming the first time a user goes there, uh, along with all the other things that pop up and say, look here, this is what this is, and this is what this, that first run experience, which is always awful. But anyway, moving on, um, the, they're going to be prompted to say, okay, you need to start pinning stuff there. But that, do they know what's important yet to pin it there? I don't know. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Um. And then another gotcha for this, and it's maybe maybe it's okay, maybe it's not, but admins will not be able to manage that at all or override users' choices. So if you want, for instance, Teams as your organization, hey, we're moving, you know, we, we're rolling out. We're having a Teams uh, implementation across the organization. We're rolling it out as our standard. You can't pin the Teams uh, app for everyone. You can't. Hmm. Now, users can pin it, but you can't do that. Now, is that a huge deal? I don't know. It depends who you ask. If you ask uh, maybe those uh, change agents, those people who are trying to help people get things done in their organization, it would be really nice if we could pin something there uh, for them. Well, you're going to have to use something else to, to maybe be part of that. Of you know, um, So, I this is good. I think I like customization to be able to make it my own, but this mm. this idea of removing everything and then I've got to choose what I want to add back, and then admins can't do anything about it. Okay, I mean I'm, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's just kind of odd that uh, I think some organizations would would like to kind of you know maybe move those things around. I don't know. This is rolling out early October. And be completed by mid-December. So it's taking quite a while, two and a half months for this thing to roll out. <laughs> wow. Across organizations. Yeah. yeah. Does it take that uh, long to delete the shortcuts from the sidebar or something? <laughs> oh, behave. No. Ooh. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting. I, I'm, uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking it's more of a big deal than it is, um, but... Uh, I just think it's kind of an interesting way of doing it. I'm sure there's a technology reason why they're having to go about that. But um, so anyway, um, moving on 
Daryl, let's go to our next message, which is our first message of this week, talking about something being gotten rid of. Uh, retiring. <laughs> retiring. Retiring. Well, getting rid of. So tell us about it. What is this thing that we're, <laughs> we're getting rid of? Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a leaving party for Sam the other week. He was we were getting rid of him from the workplace. Um, he was retiring, but anyway, <laughs> file hub retiring from the new Outlook for Windows MC six seven eight zero six seven. Did you know it was there? What What is the file hub? Well, um, it is the little paperclip icon that's down the side of um, Outlook on the web and you can click on it and you can actually traverse your uh, inbox, the folder structure that you might have and see the files that are attached to messages within your inbox structure. Did I know this half an hour ago before, um, <laughs> before we looked at this message? No, I didn't. And I looked at it and I'm not going to bring up mine on screen because it has a whole bunch of Know, attachment stuff that you don't need to see don't ask come on now um but it was it was like why oh, it's another one of those things where we discover it and it's during retirement period um do you look i mean you thought it was pretty useful too didn't you daniel but did you know about I, it i did know about it i've used it um i haven't used it as much because I, it's probably been a while since i've used it so that's probably why i don't mm. i i think it's I think it's pretty cool because you're able to – I'm thinking about scenarios, and that's why I look at these features, right? I'm thinking about scenarios of oh, somebody sent me an attachment, and I didn't save it off, or, or maybe I did. It doesn't matter. I, I want to see that attachment. I don't know where it is. Um, I may or may not remember who sent it to me. I may or may not even remember the name of the file. You know, it depends. There's lots of scenarios in there. Maybe I remember the person, but not the name, whatever. And so this would enable you to go and look and say, okay, I know it's in this folder. I've, I've categorized it. And I, so I go to this folder and it shows me all the attachments that are on all the files. And now, I, you know, I think it's, you know, a good, a good feature. Um, and, but Daryl, like what is going to be the replacement here? If it's retiring, how do we get to our files? Well, it's, it's actually already there. Um, it is, we're using search and we can use a filter to say has an attachment. Now in one sense, I guess it's bringing all of that scenario together with other scenarios. You're Depends on what you can remember, right? You know, it's a person, it's something that has a file. I can remember roughly the date that it was. It was attached to a meeting or something. Um, yeah, so it's it's a filter. That's that's what it'll be. Uh, but there's, there's some limits to that, right? I mean, so there's, and it says it in the message there, there's some limits to that whole file tab mm. that you get when you're doing the, the filtering. Um, it... It really it doesn't really support filtering per se of the files, um, though they're working on it. Uh, it doesn't support photos, uh, so I mean there, there's oh, okay. there's definitely yeah. some limits here, right? That yeah, it, okay, it, it's not the same. Yeah, and you were talking about that. I mean, because it'll show you the message, but it won't necessarily show you the attachment. So you've got to click yeah, you've got to click the message. The attachment right? I'm after. Oh, that is the yeah. attachment I'm after. Oh no, it's not. Okay, next message. Yeah. Anyway, when's this change happening? Mid October 
expect to be complete November 2023. So soonish. Um, don't don't get comfy with it because it's not going to be there. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, but Dan, Daniel, maybe they should uh, have thrown a banner up to give us pre-warning about this, but uh, I understand there's another banner message that you are going to address. <laughs> banner message to appear for stream, classic, users on migrated videos, MC678059. This is uh, part of the migration story, okay? And for those that are new around here, and new to video in Microsoft 365, there was this thing called Stream, and it's Stream Classic, and it was its own video service. Well, those files have been moved into SharePoint and OneDrive, so now it's called Stream on SharePoint. And But we may still have some links linking off to that Stream Classic video, right? Well, now that those videos have been migrated into SharePoint, into the various places because you you did your due diligence and you did the migration correctly, we're, we're assuming. But uh, you still have some links on SharePoint sites or, or whatever that link to the old video that has the URL, right? Well, now and exactly on the date of October 15th, mm. Microsoft is going to roll out a banner. And so if you click that link and go to that old location for the video, it's going to say this video has been migrated to stream on SharePoint and you've accessed it through the classic. You need to make sure wherever you came from, and this is my words, not, not exactly, wherever you came from, you need to go back there and change that link. Uh, so you need to go and change the link so it points to the new location. Makes sense, right? Because eventually that link will break, right? Eventually that video on Stream Classic is not going to be there. So um, so October 15th is when that's going to happen. Now, how this affects your users, this is really just a, listen, if you do this, then, you know, help us to identify where these things are, you know, contact the site owner to say, hey, or if you are a member already or an owner, go ahead and go back and edit that link and find that you know video wherever it exists, right? Uh, so right. very simple, uh, pretty quick message here, but um, you know I, I think it's really good. It's an informational message. At least they're doing this and not just cutting it off. And you click a link and it goes nowhere, right? Mm. You still, you know, yep. this is part of that gradual transition that Microsoft is helping people make from classic to uh, on SharePoint, stream on SharePoint. Cool? Yeah, definitely cool. So that is the second thing that's being retired uh, that we've talked about, which is stream classic, <laughs> and we've known about that for a while. Let's talk about a third thing that's being given the big old hoof-ho. Hoof-ho? Hoof, is that hoof-ho? Anyway, yeah, no. who's... Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about the third thing that's being kicked out of the uh, big Microsoft brother house. Uh, Daryl, tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the other thing that's been sent upstate. Um, I've got all sorts of ideas for our thumbnail now, Daniel. It's going to just be this retirement party. And if I could age us so that we look like we're really old. On <laughs> hey, we have AI. I'm sure we could do that. Oh, yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Mid-journey, you're at the end of your journey. You're retiring. Um, I want to address two messages here. Uh, this uh, because they're 
basically the same thing. There's a Microsoft Teams live event retirement. And the thing that's going to replace it, which is uh, Microsoft Teams Town Hall. Uh, so first of all, retiring uh, is the Teams live event. Uh, and we've been using that for uh, our live events, I guess that's why, <laughs> that's why it's called that. Anyway, it, it provided us a way to reach larger audiences. Uh, it was the, the less interactive form of a Teams meeting experience because you would create your content, you would uh, send it, and people would watch it um, 20 to 30 seconds later. You could have Q&A, you could you know, do all that sort of stuff. But there were some limitations. And, and now, Daniel, now I remember, um, some of those were like uh, how many people could have on screen. Um, you had to swap people around if you're trying to do Q&A because it was only content and person or content or person. Remember that? Hmm. Um, so that's retiring because, and, uh, you know, that's going to happen on September the 30th, 2024. You have a 12 month window. If you need to move some certain stuff over, uh, and off that, uh, so things like, uh, actually, I don't know. It's not really listed in the message there, so I probably won't mention it. <laughs> I would just imagine it'd be like your, your content, um, uh, uh, distribution networks, yeah, your mm -hmm. CDNs. If if you've um, you do it at that sort of scale, yeah. So um, talking and, and now you probably, of the new stuff, you, you've got to download your existing recordings, and if you want to retain them and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't they be also in uh, SharePoint now too? Were they a stream thing? Classic. Anyway, it it talks about it there. Start planning to download your recordings. So you're right, Daniel. It's it is there. Um, and moving into the new stuff, uh, Microsoft Teams Town Hall, that's the, the uh, service that will replace it, that's MC678002. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, and there was a massive blog post on this, so if you want to go and see that, the details are in this message, um, but I won't spend as much time on it. Uh, it is a... Uh, uh, similar kind of service, you'll be able to mm -hmm. uh, attend, or rather have capacity of up to 10,000 people. You'll have more options for being able to have more people on the screen, um, more support for co-organizers, uh, um, your RTMP in and out if you're, if you're that way inclined, to be able to mix up all sorts of flash-looking um, stuff. Um, one comment, um, no, I've got a few actually. <laughs> one, Daniel, um, uh, is about the name. Like mm. I think Town Hall is a type of event that you might run as a live event. Uh, but I maybe I'm doing like a, a product webinar type demonstration to a large group of people. That's not necessarily going to be a Town Hall. It's going to be something else. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I think it's a. What you said in the previous message is very, uh, it's very poignant here in that you said, well, Teams live event is where we do our, well, live events. Well, now it's, mm. where do our, we do our live events? Well, we do them in town halls. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Uh, because previously it was the other way around. Where do we do our town halls? We, you might do them, right, in Teams live events. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, I, I think that's the name is, I mean, I get it, but I also, I, th- I think it is a bit confusing just to be honest. I haven't read this close enough, but maybe there is a limitation that you can only do these internally. So maybe it still fits into that. It's still no, it's still, hall, it, it's, it's external. No. So okay. customer, yeah. you can have internal as well as external events. Um, yeah. And, and, oh, com- yes. you know, company wide. So, um, so it, that's the RTMP out too, because that means you mm-hmm. can push it to something like YouTube or another yeah. service like that. Um, so that was one comment. Um, the other comment is um, when Teams Premium came in, I'll keep this quick. Mm. There was a feature in Teams that became a premium feature, and everyone's like, mm. oh, come on, you know, you took it off here, and now you've got to pay for it. And that was the, the captions one, multilingual captions. We actually have the opposite happening here. This uh, green room feature that is going to be part of Town Hall is currently a Teams Premium feature, and it's now going to be made available to Town Hall and other meeting types. Green Room uh, allows you to invite people in. They don't have to sit in a lobby. They can be in the meeting space. Uh, But you can have this green room where your presenter, your organizer, they can have a private discussion. They can set up their screens. They can do all that. It's just one step better and friendlier than um, sitting in a lobby. You're actually part mm. of the crowd. So that's going to become free. It's been moved out of the premium feature. It's nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, there's a lot more to, to talk about uh, in this, but I'm, I'm not going to cover it all. Just, um, just to say it is, it is an improvement, um, and that's going to be available rolling out uh, October 2023. Expect to be complete. Early October 2023. Okay, so that's soonish. Nowish, soonish to soonish. Soonish, yes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, moving on to, uh, you've got a plan. You've got a plan to cover this, Daniel. I want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I don't nice. have to introduce it. So this was one I was super excited for, and then I actually read it. Um, personal plans in planner. MC six double seven five one nine personal plans, uh, which tells you, you know, right now when you create a plan in planner, it's attached to an M three five group, right? Whether it creates one because you're creating one, or you've, you're creating one out already in a three sixty five group, you know, you already have one. So this is personal plans, and I, I got really excited about this because, frankly. Uh, the way I do task management is very similar to uh, how I would do, you know, something on a on a planner board. But it, you know, I do it like on a whiteboard, or and I point over there because I have a whiteboard on the wall, um, or I do it on paper, or I do it on a tablet, whatever. But um, I was excited. Great, I can have a personal plan that helps me plan things out, make sure I'm doing my task in the right order, and blah blah blah. Right. Well, uh, that's great except that there's some limitations that are going to make it to be basically that's not what I want and it's not going to give me all that I want. Um, the first thing, and it's in these bullets, really, that call out the, when I said, then I read it and I wasn't so excited. First bullet is personal plans can be created through graph APIs. So for users, they go, what's a graph and what's an API, right? There is no current way to create them in the planner UI, which is exactly what you would think there would be, right? You, 
if, okay, I go to planner and say, create new, do you want this to be a personal plan or do you want it to be a group plan? Right. That's what you expect. Um, well, that's imaginary. That's not what is happening, <laughs> I guess. So you're, you're going to have to get in touch with a developer, uh, with a IT pro to create these. Um, so that's not cool. Um, the also the second bullet point is very interesting because it sounds good. What it says is basically those plans will show up alongside all your other plans. Cool. So I just go to planner and I see all of them, but what it doesn't say, and you can infer, and again, it's an, it's we're, we're inferring it. We're not, we don't have the exact details, but we're inferring that it's just going to show up mingled in with all the other ones. I would rather have a, a section of personal plans and then everything else. So that kind of stinks, but you know, we can get around that, I guess, but, um, but then you get to the third bullet point and you can't make comments on tasks. You can't upload attachments. You can't, uh, link to, uh, have links to OneNote or a SharePoint site, uh, added to those. So, and the only way you can get those is if you link it, the, the plan, this personal plan to a Microsoft 365 group. And then you do get all those, but then it's not a personal plane anymore. And in fact, it says here, basically, once you do that, there is no going back. It's the point of no return. <laughs> and uh, you can't switch it to another group. It, basically, it's tied to that group, period. It, it converts it. So, again, I was excited. And then I was like, wait, there's a lot of limitations here that will prevent me from really using this. So hmm. I guess I'm going to be what using is a, the a scenario. Yeah, exactly. What is the there scenario? Are what, can you come up with one? What, what's a scenario that personal plans would work when you, you can't do comments, you can't upload attachments. I mean, what, I, what is a scenario? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even the, even a scenario where you're trying to build out the plan before you introduce it to a group, you would just create the group first and not invite anyone in create the stuff, point all the stuff to wherever it needs to be, then invite people in. Um, I don't well, know. Maybe, the, if... maybe the group already exists and you're like, oh, I want to create this plan to get it up. It's a, it's exciting thing that um, we're not announcing internally, but this group is going to be responsible for it. And so I'm coming up with a plan to get it all ready. And so when we announce it, I'm going to tie it to this group and say, okay, everyone, now here's the plan for us to, you know, do mm. this or, or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's a scenario. Can we, but, but can we I, share it with like just one or two people and it's not like a group. It's just a, what is it called? A lightweight roster. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is no, right? You, you share mm. this, um, with a three, five group, um, period. That's, that's the mm. only sharing you can do. So I feel like instead of calling this a personal plan, it's like a, it's like a pre-plan because it, it feel, I, I don't, maybe, yeah. maybe there are scenarios. I'm just not thinking of them, but it feels like this is really something that you would just do as a first step to a group plan. You, you're yeah. doing something, getting it ready, and then you attach it to a group. So it's, there isn't, I don't know. I, hey, people. Jump on the socials at 365MCS, add a link to this video or audio and ask or, or, or say, hey, this is how I would use a personal plan 
I'd love to hear it. Um, leave a comment down below on the hmm. video as well. Like, tell us how you would use personal plans because I, I don't know the scenario where it's just it's um, it's nothing but a or it's anything but a just a first step before you get to a group plan. You know, it's kind of a staging place. So um, anyway, please leave us uh, comments. I'd love to to hear your your uh, ideas. This is rolling out mid October and completed by late October, so it's going to be here within a couple weeks ish. So um, uh, love to hear your scenarios. And uh, speaking of scenarios, let's talk about let's get immersed in this wonderful space. Daryl, and talk about Let's. how we're going to collaborate together. Let's, yes. So this, it looks like the metaverse is finally here. Uh, at least more than just uh, uh, legless avatars. Immersive spaces available soon in public preview. This is MC677830. Uh, it is actually another big blog post. Uh, it did hit some big news this, this past week. A lot of people were excited about it. Some people were um, like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but um, I think uh, what is good is that it's, it's starting to become something of reality. What we've seen in, in the demos and the discussions was the ability to create spaces. So we have got used to creating our own avatars. Uh, there'll be the ability to create spaces and lay them out for your purposes. We don't know yet. I guess I haven't read too closely to it to see uh, what it is that you can do. But what I do know is that you will need a premium license, Teams premium license, to be able to create the spaces. But you don't need a premium license to participate in them. So at least there's that. I like that pattern. If you're the sort of person who, who wants to set this up and be able to create it uh, for immersive, fun experiences or, or being able to improve the... Uh, the level of conversation, um, you can do that and then invite people along to that meeting. Um, it is going to have some requirements, of course, uh, and we've heard a bit about this from the avatar point of view. There's going to be some minimum requirements for the um, spaces that you'll create, immersive spaces. You will need to have a computer with at least four cores and eight gigs of RAM, which hopefully you have anyway because... <laughs> Anything yeah. is gonna be a problem. Well let me tell you though, Daryl, um, I you know, I think this that very much points out, you know, things like you're not gonna be able to use a tablet. Uh especially some of the lower end tablets. Mm. Um I have a lower yeah. end tablet that I just got um it was free basically using points uh that I had to use. Yep. And so I, I got it. It was like, oh cool, this is an Android tablet. Well, Teams crashes it. I go into Teams and I try to join a meeting and it goes and it does. Um, so, you know, this this functionality, I think, when they say it needs to be a PC with four cores and eight gigs of RAM, they mean it. Mm. Um, and it just won't work. Yep. Well, anyway. You'll also need to have, uh, well, initially it'll be available in Teams uh, 1.0, or the they call it classic Teams. Uh, so that's where it will work initially. Uh, it won't be available in Teams 2.1. Now, they're calling it 2.2.1, but uh, eventually when it is mainstream, then it's only going to be available in Teams, the new Teams. Uh, so keep that in mind. There's, yeah, other limitations that you can check out there. Uh, 
look, it's just it's good to be able to see that it finally is becoming a reality. There's partnerships with MetaQuest VR, etc., to you know mm. bring that sort of stuff together. Daniel and I, we, we chuckle a bit at, at the. Um, I'll bring this up on screen. Uh, we have seen this a bit, where you've got your avatars in the meeting, and you can choose an immersive space. So that's that's where you might change from together mode. Immersive space will be the the um, mm -hmm. option there for you. Check out uh, Irvin Sayers at the top left-hand corner. Uh, we'll have a new class of of meetings where you know we've got people that oh look you you you're muted your your mic is off I can't <laughs> hear you. The, Irvin here is someone who's forgotten to put on his avatar because uh, it's not going to be very engaging watching a guy with his goggles um, and he's waving things yeah. around and there's no eye contact. Put your put your avatar on, Irvin, please. Please, put it on. <laughs> uh, Have some decency. Well, and and I think that, you know, hopefully this is, that's, you will only see things like that during a transition, maybe, to this immersive experience. Yeah. I don't know, uh, from a standard experience, but um, it is kind of funny. Uh, funny in that yep. it's just odd to see, you know, you've got people, you've got people with av that are avatars, and now you've got people with, you know, headset on with controllers in their hands. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I think that one thing that, you know, uh, Daryl and I talked about before when we were getting started to, to for the show was if you look at the bottom uh, screenshot that's talk that looks about, you know, people kind of around a semicircle in this immersive experience with a, you know, kind of like sharing content, like a PowerPoint or something, mm -hmm. and everybody's looking at it. But how does that work when, you know, maybe you're on the side of the semicircle and you have a different view of the the screen? It's kind of a side view and not a full-on view. Will there be a setting mm -hmm. to say, hey, turn this so I can see everything? I think, Daryl, you made a great point with that. Um, it's kind of like results may vary, maybe. And so it, we're going to have to wait to see how, you know. Uh, and again, for those that, um, you know, get and start using this preview, it's 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 rolling. Oh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm going to. Anyway, it's rolling out this month. Uh, mm. So, you know, people, if you have, you know, you turn this on, you see, get this public preview. I'd love to hear your experiences and how that works. So can't wait to see, you know, maybe you create some video or maybe you make a comment on socials. Make sure you tag us at 365MCS. We'd love to have a conversation with you about it because I'd like to see, you know, how that works. I wonder, like, M365 uh, conference next year, uh, whether they might do the keynote within the sphere and, uh, you know, so we can fully, like, have this presentation. So immersive. Well, Putting I, it out there, um, Jeff. Go ahead. Go on. Make it happen. I hate to burst your bubble, but I'm pretty sure the conference is going to be in Orlando and not. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, never so. mind. Oh well. Yeah. So yeah. ideas. Anyway, that that was the uh, extra edition of the show for this week. <laughs> um, we've got through a few different messages, quite a variety, bit of retirement, bit of new stuff. But um, thank you for attending. Thank you for uh, your engagement, for the comments yeah. you're going to put in the, the comments section below, for the likes you're going to do on this video to help Give us, us a keep thumbs growing up, the channel. Absolutely. Yep. We, like, uh, we like growth. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, yes. But yeah. Episode Love to, three uh, Yes. Thank you, everyone. Love to see you next week uh, where Daryl's going to say, 
Oh, you dropped it in on me. Okay. <laughs> Daryl's going to say, um, get, get immersive, people. Uh, the metaverse is now. Nice. And until then... It's the best I can come up with. Bye, everybody. You mean boy. <laughs> Can't believe you. <laughs>